Hi, Dino Tripodis from Whiskey Business. Tonight on the podcast, actor Ralph Scott. But we're not going to talk about acting. Ralph Scott sees dead people. And that's before we even drink any whiskey. Tonight on Whiskey Business. It's the month of October, uh, a fall month. Oh, sure, you know, the leaves are changing, people are leaf peeping. I don't even know what leaf peeping is, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. I don't know and I don't care, I don't peep Sounds at leaves. It's turning me but, on. But it's also, <laughs> it's also uh, the month of Halloween, the scary month, the month where, where things go bump in the night. I, I go bump in the night. Uh, usually after uh, drinking too much whiskey and I have to get up and pee and don't quite navigate correctly to the bathroom and bump, I go. But uh, it, is the, it is the month of uh, odd things that can happen. And I'm sure you or, or somebody close to you has told a story, a ghost story of some sort where they said that they've you know, seen something or felt something and, and those stories get shared, be it around campfires or, or fire pits or whatever the case might be. And you know, I'm always skeptical. I gotta be honest with you, I'm a cynic. I'm a cynic at heart when it comes to this kind of stuff. And when I hear those stories second and third hand from other people, my cynicism is in place. But when I hear them firsthand from a friend, and somebody I've known for a lot of years and trust and respect? Am I still somewhat cynical? Yeah, but I've gotta listen with an open ear and an open mind. And that's what will happen tonight on Whiskey Business with our friend Ralph Scott, who claims to see dead people. Hi, I'm Dino Tripodos, and welcome to Whiskey Business, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey, of course, with the Whiskey Business crew uh, taking care of things on the audio side, Mr. Greg Hansberry. Yep. And on the fabulous YouTube side, uh, the amazing John Whitney. I am? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I, I, I trust that you are. All right, before we get started with our guest, Ralph Scott, a couple of things to uh, mention before we get moving. Uh, the premise is back. At Shadowbox Live on the upfront stage, October the 22nd. It's going to be a great one. Jeff Gage is competing again to, I don't awesome. know, retain his crown, if you will. Uh, he'll be going up against Mike Larson, who has been chomping on the bit to be a competitor. He was actually on the show as a special And he's a panelist. great writer. Yeah, so he's a I great writer. He's, we need to throw them for a loop. Like yeah, a, well, a really yeah. difficult he said, premise. He said in a text message, make it hard. Yeah. Oh, oh boy! He said, make it hard. So make I hard. made. I may just make it. Make he's it, a pro, man. Make it uh, a little more of a in-depth premise rather than something very generic. So he wants. He, <laughs> he wants to do. He wants to earn his keep. But that's October the twenty-second. Show starts at eight o'clock on the upfront stage at Shadowbox Live. Tickets available as we speak. Jeff Gage, Mike Larson, and Bobby Dodds. Right. Very funny, Bobby Dodds, um, on our uh, show as well. And so the other social medias. Well, and as this uh, episode airs, uh, last week was um, International Podcast Day. It was. So uh, thanks to Channel 10, who did a little piece on whiskey they business. They came here to do it. It's nice. They came here to do it. It was nice. They actually got a little shot of 
of our what I called on 10 TV our creative distillery. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you want that's to call it. That's right. what I call it. We have a link to that piece on uh, right now on Instagram and uh, it'll be on Facebook and, and things. It's a it's a fun thing just about on podcasting in general and mm-hmm. kind of that that culture. Is that the line item on your taxes, the creative distillery? I'm, you know, don't even ask me about filing taxes in 2020. <laughs> don't ask me how I'm going to do that one. It's going to be a nightmare for my accountant. Let okay. me just tell okay. you that much. But if I pay again, we got issues. Well, we're on. <laughs> <laughs> we're on. Uh, we're on all your favorite podcasting apps, and uh, rate and review us on whatever podcasting app you're listening to us on right now. Um, of course, YouTube, you can watch this podcast, Whiskey Business with uh, Dino Chapotis. Subscribe to us there. Uh, we always pop up in your in your feed. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whiskeybusinessshow.com. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and before we start talking to Ralph, of course, uh, our guest bottle this evening is Old Forrester. This is our 106th bottle, boys. 106th bottle from uh, the good folks at Brown Foreman, Old Forrester, 19... 19- let me hold it up properly. 1910. This is the fourth and final whiskey in their Whiskey Row series, which includes, uh, I believe, the 1920 Prohibition style, uh, the 1870. Oh, and I, no, no, the other one escaped. Did I say 18, 1879. 1879. Thank you. Uh, each of those years has significance. Uh, in in the making of the bottle in 1910, you're saying what's the significance in 1910? In 1910, uh, the bottling plant that uh, they put the old Forester whiskey into caught fire and went down, and that was unfortunate because they had a big old vat of mature whiskey all set and ready to go. And rather than lose that whiskey, they decided to uh, barrel it up again and put it in a second new charred uh, oak barrel. So when Old Forester started to recreate recreate uh, the 1910, that's exactly what they did to come up with the same tasting notes and flavor. It runs about 55 bucks a bottle, um, just a little bit over the, you know, we say we like a bottle that's 50 bucks or under, but we've gone above and beyond that. But it'll be about 55 bucks a bottle. It is uh, 93 proof with... Um, a mash bill, I believe, of 72% corn. I like how you looked uh, 18, at me. 18, 18%, 18% rye. Good. And another 10% of the uh, malted barley. And uh, it's good. It's good. I sampled some of this when I was uh, in Tennessee as well. And then I brought back a bottle when I was in Louisville. So, uh, Ralph Scott, welcome to welcome back, I should say, to Whiskey Business. You've been you with so us before. Much. But in a different capacity, take a sip of the uh, the 1910. Tell me what you think, boys. Hansberry, you've gotten, you've developed a pretty good nose. I want to see if you pick up on a couple things right out of the gate. No. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's I good, it's but good. nothing nothing pops. It's you know I don't. I it mean, should pop that I poured you a twenty dollar glass yeah, you did, while you the did. rest of us had a five dollar. Yeah, one. Ralph poured <laughs> it like it was Welch's grape juice. <laughs> Thanks, I do Ralph. have three kids. You're my boy, Ralphie. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it's good, but sometimes you can taste like it's, a strong vanilla or strong uh, cherry. There you go. You didn't taste. You didn't you pick up on the vanilla. I mean, I did, but not like not strong. Well, yeah. I don't think it's supposed to be strong because I think it's a pretty damn smooth whiskey. It, it, it is. is. I like it. All How right. many old foresters have been on the show? We've had uh, the rye. We had Jackie mm-hmm. on. We had the birthday bourbon. We had mm-hmm. the rye. We've had the old forester mm-hmm. 100 proof. We've had the, just mm-hmm. a good old everyday bottle of 86. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, uh, did we have the statesman on? I think we had the statesman yeah. on. 
Yep, the, yep, uh, yep. Bourbon we BS we guys. We haven't had sure. a, with the Bourbon BS guy. No, I had to take the Statesman over there. I took the 1920 over there. No, they brought it here. Oh, they brought yeah. it here. They brought it here, yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's still some more out there. They're all pretty solid. I love them all. They're good. Um, yeah, that's one good thing. Well, that's why uh, Brown Foreman decided to invest, you know, $20 million into... Uh, rebranding and bringing Old Forester to, to light because they knew that it was a good product. The Brown Foreman owns Jack Daniels. Oh, my favorite. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, so while Jack Daniels is solid, they decided, well, what else can we make solid and, and incredible? And that That's would be the stuff. Old Forester line of products. So, enjoy that. We'll enjoy this tonight as we sit down with my good friend Ralph Scott, who, as I said, a lot of you might recognize Ralph if you're watching the YouTube video. Uh, portion of this program as uh, one of the mainstay actors in the city of Columbus. I jokingly said on Facebook Live, you, you're in every play that's out there. And, you know, it seems that way. It's, you're, you're one of the the most constantly working actors in town as yes. far as the stage goes. Yes, and that's that's kudos to you, my friend. Right? It's it's every, it's, a, it's a reflection of your talent and 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 what you do. Thank you. Okay. No, you're welcome. I love you. You're welcome. And you were on the podcast a long time ago. Yeah, with uh, the, Johnny Osbeck John and Osbeck Rick and, Napoli. When we talked about an actor's life. Yeah. And we talked just about, uh, you know, how tough it is to be an actor and living yes. in Columbus, Ohio and still trying to, you know, do national things, but at the same time, you know, make a living here at home. Yes, which yeah. is close to impossible. Close to impossible. <laughs> and yet you seem to do it. But over the years... Last year, especially, because that's when we got this germ of an idea, we were doing our Halloween podcast last year, and we had some great stories from from Studio 35 um, about how haunted that place was, and we had some people telling different stories. Uh, Tim Farron was on, uh, talking about a a spirit, how, how... he was banshee. a banshee that mm-hmm. notified him of his father's death. and Yes, that, yeah, uh, yeah. I've had that a lot. It was great. But you were actually hanging out, and we started to, to tell some stories as well. And yeah. I went, you're coming on next October. And I said no. You said no. <laughs> and you said no, why? Uh, Initially. Because I don't talk about this to... Because it bothers you? It frightens you? It disturbs it, you? It disturbs me. Uh, it's, um, I'll talk to you about it. Right. I'll talk to John about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll talk to my friends about it, but yeah. I've never talked publicly about it because, just like you said before, about it, you know, people are cynical, uh, but also they'll, some stories I've told that are, scare the hell out of me still, they're like, oh, that didn't happen. Oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're imagining it. Like, no, it's happened all my life. It's happened. And uh, my mom just sent me my, all of, all of the, her kids that are baby books of the first seven years. And I was looking through it the other day. And at five years old, she wrote, Ralph is terribly empathetic. He's, uh, he's very considerate of people's feelings, but he is petrified of ghosts and skeletons on Halloween. And when we ask him why, he says because they're real. Which was and that be... was at five, six years old. And that was wow. going to be my first question. What was the first time you had an encounter or saw something that made an impression on you that was not of this world? Do you remember? I would say it was in... Christ. 
in 72 when we first moved to Athens. Uh, my father was a journalist, so we moved. We, I was born in Florida, and then we moved to Connecticut, How New York, you in Chicago. I was in second grade. Uh, so so seven, seven years old? Yes. What is second seven? grade? Yeah. yeah. I don't fucking know. Nine? Yeah, okay. Nine years old. Nine years old in second yeah. grade. Yeah. We, moved, we moved into our <laughs> house. Second grade. I was 14. <laughs> <laughs> I was held back. I was held back. Uh, we moved into the, our house on East State Street in Athens, Ohio. Real quick, I, I hate to stop already, but isn't no. Athens a very, quote unquote, hot uh, yeah. hot area, hotbed of yeah. supernatural activity. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that. We've got Sims Cemetery down there. Uh, there's, uh, and it's also heavy into uh, Indians, the Shawnee, uh, so which Indian burial out. grounds. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, it's right. In so itself. <laughs> the house uh, that I lived in th- till the first thing I saw there, we I would constantly see a Union soldier with no teeth, and he would always either be standing at the top of the stairs when you're walking up the stairs. It's a three-story house in a basement, uh, and he'd just be there. <laughs> smiling. <laughs> smiling, though, but not grimacing. Smiling. But it wasn't a good feeling. It was a horrible feeling. Uh, and you would see him, you would be laying in bed at night and he'd be standing in your doorway. I can remember throwing the <laughs> blankets over my head and going, please be gone, please be gone, please be gone. Look up, he's still there. No, oh, no, God, no, please, please, please. And then say in our father and then he'd be gone. Okay. So I would see him uh, in the basement where our laundry was. We had a laundry chute. And underneath the stairs, I would always see this little African-American girl. And she always stayed in the same place, and she'd always be crying. And the other person I would see would be um, this um, woman uh, woman in white. She was all, all in your house? All white, yeah. All of these people in your house? Yes. How and, old was the house? Well, the house uh, burned... Uh, in 19, early 1900s and then was rebuilt and it turned out the foundation we found out years and years later uh, that it was part of the Underground Railroad okay yeah. alright so well, that's starting to make some sense now in respect to and some of the I, figures that you, yeah that you and see. I never told anyone about this and at my older brother's wedding uh, my sister, uh, we have uh, four kids, I'm the middle boy, uh, and uh, Nicole's the youngest. And she, we started relaying stories and describing the same people. She saw the same three people. This is 20 years later. Oh, whatever. yeah. Wow. Yes. yeah. When you saw these figures mm-hmm. the first time, did you say anything to anybody? Say anything to your parents? Or say anything? To never. Them? I no. never Why? said. Why? Why? Like, mommy, I saw. You know, which were you afraid that they would just write it off as your imagination, as much as a lot of kids would have at that Initially, age? Initially, I thought I was crazy. You thought you were crazy. Yeah. At yeah. seven, you thought you were crazy. Yeah. At seven years of age, you had the 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 collection of thought to sit down and go, "I think I'm nuts." <laughs> well. In 75, my dad, uh, I wanted to go see One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. And okay. he said, well, if you want to go see it, you have to read the book first. So I read the book and he took me. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, that, that was my first initiation of crazy, and I was like, "Well, I better not tell anybody because because they're going to put me in the they're going to put me with yeah." And, I and be I'm Jack also Nicholson. I don't belong there. Uh, <laughs> dyslexic. I don't belong here. Uh, also dyslexic, and I never told anyone about that until college. But back, I don't think back in the seventies, people knew what dyslexic. I mean, I could go down another rabbit hole completely. Yeah, How I do know. you learn all those don't lines? Do you Don't listen do to How it. How do you learn all those lines if you're dyslexic? Okay, but the, that that aside. Um, so you see a, a, a soldier from the Civil War. Did you say if it was a Union or Confederate soldier? I, uh, union, because there's blue, gold yeah, buttons. Blue, blue, gold buttons, okay. And you see just a lady in white. Late, but the lady in white, uh, my parents got divorced uh, in 78. Uh, the woman in white only showed up when something was wrong, when there was a huge fight in the house or something like that. Uh, that's when the woman in white would show up. And the little, Afri- the, and the little African-American girl. She was, she was just always in the basement, and she was always crying in the basement. As you got older, were you able to try to piece together and explain like why these apparitions, for lack of a better word, were showing up I and mean, what the significance might be? Were you able to piece no, together? I, Did you, do any, you said you found out about the Underground Railroad being on that site. The, yeah, but, that was in the late 80s, maybe early 90s, after I moved to Chicago that we had found that out. Because uh, my my buddy uh, Mickey Prisley, his mom worked for the uh, was the head of the Athens Historical Society, and I was like, God, you get older and you're not as afraid anymore. But I, I was too afraid. But at to five, you anything. were afraid, and at five, you hadn't seen anything. You just had this I irrational guess. fear at that point that you were afraid yeah. of ghosts and skeletons. I yeah. mean, a lot of five year olds would be a lot of five. We're we're yeah. impressionable kids at five. Yeah. Things scare us. You know, if we think something's scary at five, it, we don't have to see an, a, a ghost, a real ghost, to actually, you know, sign off on it. My kids right. won't shit by themselves sometimes. Cause they're <laughs> well, I do that. <laughs> it's true. Dad, come up here. They, they, they won't go to the bathroom. They won't by go by the because they're so scared. We're scared of. I don't know. Sit in here with me. I'm like, I sit in the bathroom while my kids shit. I still watch my son take a shit. <laughs> well, so and he's 21. He's 21. Okay, <laughs> that's different. That's All different. Right. Uh, yeah, it's that's a whole that's, different that's podcast. A whole that doesn't podcast happen entirely. <laughs> not even to get into that. So the heavy feeling you talked about the soldier well, did that feeling accompany the woman in white and the the girl in the basement, or just the soldier? Uh, no, the soldier was the only bad one. And did you? I meant to ask you in the beginning when, yeah. when you first saw these. Were, were any of these when you were in in bed? Or all of them? No, not all of them. No, 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 no. The first one, because a lot of people talk about there's a there's a it's commonly known as night terrors where you're dreaming, right? And and but you but for every moment that it's happening, you feel it's actually really really happening, but you're actually dreaming it. But it's and you see and and you feel it. I mean, so you 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 dismiss that it wasn't a night terror. Oh no, 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 no. You would be walking into the house and no one's home, and the soldier is standing there in the middle of the living room, smiling. Uh, He never said anything. How vivid are these? Were these these people? I mean, you know, like they like me, as far as yeah. Detail or those, or, or, yeah. or you know, because uh, I've never seen uh, a, a ghost or an apparition, you know, and in every every knowledge or, or story I've heard, it's always you know some a very ghostly, you know, right. uh, shadowy a apparition, wisp, yeah. a, a wisp. It's not, but you're saying these people no, look like those were. I, I swear, across. you think they're real people? Yeah, right like there. You could touch but them. I'm yeah. Odor, 
No order for those. No. For those. Yeah. For those setting up someone yeah. down the road. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's this is going to be a so three-parter. <laughs> there's so many more. So those are the first encounters. That the, the, those were the first ones. Yeah. Uh, was there a period of time where there wasn't any for a while, and you thought, okay, this is one and done type of deal? No. 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 This has been your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Churches. You go to church. Uh, we lived. Uh, you could throw a rock. Uh, it hit my house from Jager's funeral home. Uh, and my buddy Chris Jagers, whose father ran it, uh, he says, oh, yeah, I'm sleeping in my house, and I see people walking all the time, just wandering around. Have you done any research as to why certain people, like yourself, are more prone to, and, and, and you said an important word that your mother wrote down, he's very, uh, he has, has a lot of empathy. Yeah. And, and there are people that they call empaths, yeah. That who actually uh, absorb uh, the troubles and the woes of, of other people. They're, they 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 take whatever's wrong with them and they internalize it. And, right. and, and you know, I also remember it from a Star Trek episode. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. I love Star Trek. <laughs> 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 Star Trek episode. There was an empath who took who took all the who took all the all the all the hurt and all the all the pain away and whatever it's like was wrong. Green Mile. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Shit, what was the question? Have you done any research into, into those who are, are more empathetic than, than others? And are those people more prone to seeing these things, in your opinion, than others? I think so. Uh, when I was at uh, Tecumseh, there was a, uh, a woman that did card readings. Uh, and I was like, okay, I've never had my reading done. Why don't you do it? And she did it, and she's... And, Without me telling her anything, she lays down the car and she's like, oh, well, spirits are really attracted to you, uh, but you're afraid of them, uh, but all they want is for you to show them the light, uh, how to get the light. They're attracted to your light. Why you? I don't know. Come on. How old are you now? 54. 54. Over the years. You haven't come up with some idea or, th or thought I process think that's it. that would say, you know, that, that explains why... You get chosen to show them the light. People, uh, have you ever have you ever almost died and seen the light yourself? Yeah. When? Uh, this was in eighth grade. We used to do this thing where you would hyperventilate, mm -hmm. and then the person would come up behind you and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we used to do you, that. Grab yeah, you, sure. and then you'd uh, then you'd pass out. Yeah. So I passed out, and I guess was completely out, and all I remember is running, uh, being chased uh, through this house. I, I'm sorry, I keep turning away from the mic because I'm talking to Johnny. Uh, running through this house, there's green peeled paint on the wall, and I am running and running and running, being chased. Don't know what's chasing me. Running, running, running. Pop open the, this, the first door that I see, and I'm standing over my body, uh, over where my friends are, and I think, holy shit, I'm dead. Well, this is a hell of a way to go out. And then I was right back in my body, and I, start, I cried my eyes out. I was so scared. Oh, man. Uh, then I guess I was, uh, when was I shot? Uh, it was my senior year. Having been shot at myself, <laughs> I, I remember mine. Yeah. <laughs> so the when I was just shot in the see. arm. When was but I it was shot? right. But it was it. 
and it was my friend Mickey, uh, who unfortunately just overdosed two, three, two and a half, three weeks ago. Yeah, I'm sorry best, I heard about that at my My, my best friend, uh, who I've known since second grade. Um, and uh, I'll tell you this story first. Uh, the night that he died, uh, I was going to bed. And I swear to God, I, f- I felt like I was tripping. Uh, I'd done shrooms before in my younger years, <laughs> my 20s or you 30s. After you? Yeah, oh, dude. Uh, but nobody's, every time. Nobody's judging. <laughs> oh, thank you. Every time I closed my eyes, demons. Everything I thought of turned to demons wow. and turned to monsters. I mean, it was horrifying. Uh, it never felt like that before. Never felt like it since. I kept wait, I kept sitting up in bed. I was like, Jesus Christ, when what the s- hell is wrong with when me? When you say demons, monsters, what do they look like? What do they sound like? What do they what do they appear as? And this is why you're sleeping, right? These these are nightmares, or these are you're actually seeing demons? No, I laid down, closed my eyes. Demons. 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 You're not Horns. No, I'm not asleep yet. You're not asleep. I just yet. every time I close my eyes, it's demons, monsters. I uh, all I'm all I'm feeling is total fucking fear. Is it? I'm, once again, I'm just speculating. Maybe maybe I'm trying to unconsciously help you here. I don't know. Yeah. You said your friend died of an overdose. Yep. Right. Do you think that the the demons were were all the evils that, that I'm sure that, yeah. that took your your friend's life uh, manifesting yeah. themselves in the form of demons be it uh, God yeah know, and, I was connected I've been always connected to people I'm connected with you I can tell when something's wrong with you Yeah you can uh, Kevin our buddy Kevin McClatchy who mm-hmm. was on the uh, podcast I have a I think it also has something to do with being Irish uh, cuz Irish if you have Irish lineage in you I connect with you like that. Uh, so Kevin, we were doing our first show together. We were doing dinner with friends, and I kept having this vision of a great. It's like Sir Gawain and the Green Ghost, but I kept having a vision of a green guy walking around in his basement. And I was like, God! And I finally told him because it, it wouldn't go away. I was like, Dude, I keep seeing this green guy in your basement. Something's wrong with your basement. Sure enough. It was, his carbon monoxide detector was out, was broken, and they had a carbon monoxide leak. Chills. Oh, wow. Weird. That whole family could have been dead. Yeah. Can I ask about, you said you connected with Dino. Has there been anything that you've seen or thought yeah, of? This is a haunted house, right? This has got... Well, well yeah, there's, no, one, oh, there's one ghost in this house. Not, re- not recently, though. I mean, when I first moved in, there, he was here a lot. Yeah. Uh, or, or that's what people said. And Yes. But I always wrote it off. See, once again, here, here I'm going to bring my cynicism back into right. it. You know, uh, I, I wrote it off. I, I explained it all somehow. But other people were very adamant. No. I mean, we did, when I was at the radio station, we actually did a, a broadcast right. from here and, and brought somebody in who said, yeah, yeah. And they explained and they, they, they mentioned the name. And just for shits and giggles, I went upstairs and, and looked at the original deed. And sure enough, they said it was a guy named Bill. And, and, and sure enough, on the original deed, you know, it was, it was Bill. You know, like, what the fuck? When we first moved into my house in Hilliard uh, 15 years ago, uh, I would see an uh, Oriental guy in our yard and uh, in our house walking around. I was like, God, who's this Oriental guy? This is, it's a newer house. I mean, but uh, the person who lived in it before we started getting their mail, it was like, Oshatu Makafa. And I was just like, 
holy shit. Well, that's that's who it was. It was this old guy that used to live there. So what do you, just for the sake of argument, do you still feel that presence here in this house as we speak? As we speak, no, I would or, say. Or, or just in the, in the, uh, you come over. You come over fairly frequently. We, yeah. we imbibe on the front porch. We sit and chat. I mean, you don't always tell me when you walk in if you're feeling something. You don't mention You don't say anything. No, I don't. No, he's not as active as what he used to be. Uh, but he hangs out mostly downstairs. Downstairs. Yeah. Uh, I remember when we were doing Minus One, mm-hmm. and I came in to sign the flag for... Who did we sign that flag for? Was that for your brother? Yeah. And, I went, I can't, and I was down there alone, and I was like, oh, someone's watching me. John, yeah. John Osbeck is here. When right your now. hair stands up, <laughs> right. you, you know... know Something is something's up. You and during my and during minus one, uh, the my our, our mutual friend Mike McGrainer stayed here while we were doing night shoots on, on minus one, and he freaked out one night when he saw Left. a pair of orange eyes, uh, what he we called orange eyes, floating around. And then downstairs in the basement, as you said, he heard somebody hitting the heavy bag, and he was the only one here. And then he went downstairs, the heavy bag was just swaying back and forth after he heard the thump thump thump, and he Chris. called a friend who. Uh, is in the know of that type of things, and they came over and 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 they said, yeah, there's there's something in the house. Well, can I dig even deeper? Like, okay, we've, we've talked about William before, but yeah. but you I say don't, you're connected man. to Dino. Have you ever like got a weird feeling about Dino and called him, and he goes like, yeah, shit, I just hit a black cat or something. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be too morbid, but is there any been anything like that? I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I knew uh, when. Uh, when you stopped working at uh, the radio station, at the radio station, I was like, "Something's wrong with Dino. Something's wrong with Dino." Uh, and sure enough, but then the next day, it was John Osbeck uh, calling me. It's like, "Hey, let's go with Dino. He needs us." I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." And then you told us about it. Yeah, told you everything that was going on. Yeah, make- but that's again, that happens. That hap- premonitions happen. No, no, I knew when my grandmother. Uh, was going to die. I knew when my father was going okay, to die. Okay, but see, once again, and I'm not being cynical now, this is mm-hmm. being, you know, I too consider myself to be very intuitive. I'm very intuitive yeah. in respects to my friends. Um, I can, I, you know, John Osbeck is sitting back in our our studio audience for lack of, but he can walk up and I can tell in a heartbeat what's wrong with him. And I can I can also pick up on these guys as well. And for everybody, right. from, I can tell when my friends are are, right. are suffering or struggling. Can you do it when they're not there? When they're not there? Do I get feelings? Yeah. Yes, I okay. do get feelings about so, certain people. So I do. Intuitive. Yeah. I do. I do. And yeah, some of this is probably intuition. Uh, big cities are really difficult for me. Because uh, there's, there's so much history, there's so much dead all around. New York City, I could not stay in. Uh, I was there for my internship at McCorkle Casting. And I would have nightmares about what had happened before. It's almost like flipping through a picture book. You see these images and you try and make sense of them. The worst though, uh, I'm laying in bed at night, sleeping, and I had a dream of uh, these eight Mexicans uh, that were in a yellow, banana yellow van, and they were doing a drug deal, and, the person they were doing the drug deal with, the guy popped out of his car and riddled the van with uh, shotguns and Uzis 
and killed these eight Mexicans. And I woke up, I was like, holy shit. That was so vivid, that was horrible. God. We go into work, and on the back of the New York Post is murder in Manhattan, eight dead. And there's this yellow van with the back doors open with blood splattered. And I told my friend uh, who I was doing the internship with, uh, Steve Geyer, uh, when we were riding the train in, I was like, God, I had this horrible dream last night. I told him all about it. And he was the one who saw the, new- the newspaper. He was like, holy shit, Ralph, look. You had and a dream before it, it happened? Before it happened. Or maybe as it was happening. Because it happened uh, like a, that evening. That's this crazy. That's crazy, dude. It's insane. <laughs> Out of all the experiences you've had, and I'm going to come back because you said big cities. I know you had a lot of experiences in Chicago. Yes. And this might, and this question may may lead to that. I don't know. What has been the most horrific? The most horrific. Uh, and why? The most horrific was uh, in Chicago. Well, there's two. Uh, one of them to, was that's why I brought it up now, brother. Three that's why I brought it up now. Uh, so. There uh, in Chicago, there's this. We lived in this old, old building uh, with Mrs. Apostle, uh, the lovely Greek or lovely Greek landlady. You had a Greek and, landlady. Yes, we did. Okay, because Greeks are very. Yes, they are. Yeah, you know, they they believe in all that stuff. Oh yeah, and and, and they're deathly afraid of of bad spirits. But there were spirits in this apartment complex, and some good, but some. Just, one that was just pure, pure, pure evil, pure evil. Uh, but there were a few that would screw with me all the time. They like messing with me. Uh, I would come into our apartment. We were on the third floor, uh, and would come in and walk into my room, and the TV would pop on, or you'd walk in and a light would pop on, or we'd be back in the uh, dining room eating and. Uh, We'd hear the front door that Chicago, you have four or five locks on your door and you lock it every time you come in. We'd come in and the door would be wide open and our shoes would be placed uh, differently. Uh, Silly little things like that. Pranks. Pranks. I'm sorry, you're saying we. uh, My wife. Your wife at the time. So she's she's seeing this too, though. So this isn't just you. No, this isn't just me, no. But she's seeing... She's seeing the after, the result, the aftermath. No, but she does see that uh, when I'm walking into a room or something in our apartment and lights will f- suddenly pop on. And see, okay, I'm going to come back to cynical again. I, well, lights popping on, TV popping on. That could be a, you know, a sure. current running through the electric that does something. You know, I, I can but, explain those things away. But, yeah, but so consistently, and it doesn't happen to everybody, anybody else? I can't explain that away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, downstairs, uh, down the basement, uh, right next to this huge fucking old boiler, uh, there's all these storage, uh, storage places. And then there's the four uh, washers and dryers. And way back in the corner, doesn't matter if you turn the light on or not, there is one corner there that is pitch black. And that's where this beast is. The evil? The, the true evil, evil is. Most evil. And I hated going down there. We ninety percent of the time we would go to the laundromat up the street, uh, one for convenience, but two, I would not fucking go down do you, there. Do you think that evil actually says, "All right, when I go to this house, I gotta go to the basement, and the I basement. gotta go to the boiler by the boiler because that is the 
far m- most sinister place that I could sit and lurk. <laughs> if I had some leaking uh, pipes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to hang out in the kitchen nook. No. There's no. too much light. There's too much light I'm going to go in the basement where it's just no. dark and well, damp. Well, I've been in hell for so long. I need some coolness. And I'm I only going to jump out during the spin cycle. Yeah. Control's cool. I want to go someplace that actually suits you know suits what I'm all me. about. What if all the demons are in on uh, the laundromat uh, <laughs> game? The laundromat game. Yeah, so 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 they've got all the laundromats and they're making just quarters after quarters after quarters because nobody will go in the basement. And do they all hang out? And like, dude, I have found the best fucking basement to hide in. I can't wait to just scare the shit out of this guy. Lots of action Uh, in that basement. So, uh, so now this is going to sound as scary at all anymore. Sorry. That's part of our uh, my defense mechanism, I suppose. So I have to go down there, and I had a uh, I had a shoot or something where I had to wash this shirt. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm going to have to go down, and I'm going to have to go and wash this shirt. Oh, man. Uh, so I go down, and I throw it, throw it in the washer, and I can feel that thing over there. And all I'm thinking is, I'm not looking at you. I'm not looking at you. So I'm you say you feel it. You, it's, I it's, can feel it. You're, my hair you is standing feel it. straight And if up. you turn around, you think you're going to see it? I, I, all, but, yes. Oh, but fuck. all I'm thinking, okay. not saying a word, all I'm thinking is I'm not looking at you. 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 Trying to distract myself. As soon as I close the, start the cycle, I hear as clear as day, Look at me. Oh, no. No. Fucking freaked <laughs> no. my ass out. I never went back down there again. Oh, wow. Uh, and it was because it freaked me out. I was like, fuck, they can read my thoughts. Shit. Oh, yeah. I'm look fucked. At, look at me. Look at me. So anytime I ever hear anything or anything, a line at a show or something, I've, look at me. I was just like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we change this line, please? So, <laughs> line change. Uh, I worked at uh, Gino's East uh, downtown. Good pizza. Gino's East, brilliant pizza. Yeah. When I was there, I was in the original building. Oh, yeah. okay. The original, bu- and if, if, for those of you kids at home you don't, <laughs> that don't know, Gino's East was founded by three cab drivers, all in the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Gino's East was this very, very old building. Uh, and underneath, uh, there was actually dirt in the basement, but nobody went in the basement. That's where, that's where all the rats were, kids. Uh, mm-hmm. But nobody went down there. But that place was haunted as hell. Uh, and I am not the only one uh, in that place where you would hear your name. Uh, they call you called. out. They call they, you they out. They call you out by name? They call you out by name, or you feel a hand on your uh, shoulder no, while you're at the computer. No. Uh-huh. I say, uh, everybody. Uh, we'll to try to get that. you to go to the basement or just in general? No, just, just in general. But the basement, nobody went to because the rumor was that there were bodies buried down there. And But now that building has since been torn down. And bodies re- from, you know, Mr. mafia days. Mr. Bartoli, yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> the, put them in the basement of Gino's yeah. East. and bury them. Yeah, yeah, that or put yeah. them in the sausage press. <laughs> just, well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Whatever the case might be. <laughs> gross. Uh, Pepperoni kids yeah. <laughs> oh, Hanging out with the pizzas uh, So uh, just recently <laughs> This summer uh, Working at CPAC at the Columbus Performing Arts Center uh, Which uh, it, Rumor has it That is on it That somebody hung themselves there When it was a plant Before it was a theater uh, And Ken Ernie 
uh, great actor. Yeah. Uh, Ken actually talked to the ghost at one point. Talked. Talked. Had, had because a conversation. They were just, uh, uh, two were uh, or two sentences. Uh, he had. Uh, they were doing um, uh, the Crucible, uh, and he saw someone dressed almost like and he and he's like, "Hey, where's the rest of the cast?" And the guy turned like him. I don't know. And he was like, oh, okay. And then found the cast. He was like, hey, who's that weird guy dressed up back there? And they're like, who? What guy? What guy, yeah. So. The Crucible. In CPAC, when we're doing Corpus Christi, I've done a lot of shows there. I I would see a white mist uh, down in the basement. Uh, We call it the catacombs. It's not the catacombs, but uh, it's where the old boiler is. But nobody goes back there. That's their spot. Uh, and so I was doing summer camps uh, with Krista. Uh, and Krista and I were down there, and we were filming for this thing called Project Greenlight. Uh, we were filming, the kids were making movies, and they all want to be down in the catacombs. So I'm like, oh, shit, terrific. Uh, I know that's where they are. I see that white mist all the time coming out of there. Uh, does anybody else see the white mist coming out of uh, there? People have seen things. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you know, pe- I think people see things differently. Does that make you feel better when Vindicated? other, when other people see things or hear things that you see well, this or hear or feel? This made me feel good because Krista was just in the, I mean, 10, 12 feet behind me. Uh, we had gone, gone down because the arts and crafts room is right off the catacombs. Uh so we went down to get it set up for the kids, just Krista and I, and all the lights were on in the catacombs. We had just, we had turned them off. And I was like, ah, oh, crap. So I went back to the catacombs. As soon as I took a step across that threshold, all like, uh, I was like, oh, I thought at first, oh, shit, they're here. I could feel them. They're here. Uh, and I hear in my left ear, it's Ralph. And oh, I, well, I, I, I wove a tapestry of profanity. <laughs> wow. It's Ralph. They it's were Ralph. calling. It, They're calling me you out. Or, yeah. or, or, or it wasn't like one of those people was. Hi, it's me. It's Ralph. Uh, we have the same name. It was like it's Ralph. No, they, they, uh, were, they were. They were. Ralph. Taking, they were taking note of you. Yeah, and that I went. Up to, <laughs> I was like again, wove a tapestry of profanity. Sure, and, sure, and sure. Krista was like, what, what, what? I was like, let's go, let's go, let's go upstairs. <laughs> and I was like, look at me, look at me, and. Uh, all the hairs on my arms were standing straight up. The, the hairs right back here were all standing. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you looking at this? Are you looking at this? And she's like, Jesus Christ, what, what happened? What did they say? What, the, what, what, what happened? What is it? And I was like, they called me out. They, they called me by name. And she's like, okay, well, we don't have to go down there. Let me ask you a question. Um, something you said earlier, and I want to I see if these, if these thoughts ever pop into your head now. You didn't say anything when you were a kid about anything you saw when you were seven years old because you thought that, you know, your parents or whoever you told it to would think that you were crazy. Yeah. As an adult, and as you started to experience these things through your adult life, especially as in your adult life, your your mature, sensible thinking years, did you ever think for a second that maybe you were a little crazy? No. Did did, did, did the thought maybe like pop into your mind that I might... That, that maybe I'm a, a little off Sh- or insane, concerned? 
No, because Chicago. Because people who are watching this go, that dude's crazy. He's not experienced. He's just he's. There's something wrong. There's people are going to be looking at that and saying, yeah. there's something wrong with him. He's nuts. He's he's creating these things right in his mind on his own. So my question is, at any point, did you question your own sanity? Probably earlier on, but once uh, I got out of college and moved to Chicago, it like solidified. It was like, oh, okay. And Tecumseh, uh, it was like, oh, cool. Other people are seeing this. I'm not crazy. Uh, Tecumseh, uh, down in Chillicothe, Ohio. Uh, the Great Seal of Ohio, uh, the, mm-hmm. that's Sugarloaf Mountain. Uh, and when the uh, Shawnee uh, would die, they'd hang their dead from the trees from a week so they could see uh, what they were leaving behind and then they'd burn the bodies. Uh, down at Tecumseh, there's hundreds of ghost stories of, uh, of, these, uh, of the, the Shawnee. Uh, the biggest ones stage left uh, for actors. If you're in the audience, it's to your right. <laughs> But if you're on stage, it's up to your left. (laughs) Let me help. Uh, But up on stage left, uh, audience members would see a uh, panther walking back and forth. Uh, Tecumseh means panther crossing across the the sky. They would also see during the uh, Parade of Chiefs um, a a clear uh, Indian dancing up there. So... uh, I always knew about it. At, in Tecumseh, they, would, they were extremely protective of me. I was the only one who never fell off their horse. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we had a shitload of horse riders. And sure. a lot of uh, speed. People would break mm-hmm. collarbones, sure. wrists. In the two years I did it, I never fell off. Uh, and they would always... Uh, we'd, we'd live in these hooches, which were pretty much garden sheds. Uh, but you would have a padlock. And no one knew your combination of your padlock. Uh, and the guy that I was living with, he was playing uh, Harrison, but uh, he wanted to live with his boyfriend in at a hotel. Didn't want to live on the mountain, so I got a hooch to myself. It was like, sweet. Bragger. Yeah. Hmm. So. Uh, the hoochie and the hoochie. <laughs> the hoochie and the hoochie. Uh, hoochie and the coochie. Uh, so every night, the you make your bit. You make your bed every day, otherwise wolf spiders will get into your bed. Mm. What? Those big mm-hmm. fucking spiders. Those big wolf spiders. What, those are nasty. what? Wolf spiders won't get into a made bed. Well, no, they can't. But you want to make your bed. You make it high and tight. High buddy. and tight. <laughs> yeah. So they don't. No bugs, but especially the most spiders don't get in your bed. So the ghosts would after shows. So we'd come down and there'd be a coffee mug stuck in my neatly nice bed or shirt or pencil. Uh, so after then, the last like month and a half, after every show, it was, okay, let's go down and see what they did. What they left for you. What they left for me. And yeah, it was so they locked were, up, right? They were, they, were, they were really cool. They were cool. They were, they were nice. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, but uh, before this, the first month, my friend Bill Geddes and Pierre, Pierre was a full-blooded Lakota Sioux. And his uh, father was a medicine man. Uh, and he, the Lakota Sioux and the Shawnee did not get along. So he would, he's, he would wake up all the time with warriors standing over his bed and just staring at him. Uh, and we always talked about stage left. It was like, well, let's go up stage left and let's see if we can contact the spirit. And 
Again, I don't like this. Uh, I don't like to fuck with them because uh, it, it, still I don't understand it enough. It scares the shit out of me. Uh, but w the three of us went up stage left after the show to see if we could communicate with it. Did not take more than 30 seconds for the bush in front of us to start to shake and uh, started throwing rocks at us. Wow. Uh, and <laughs> to where we finally were like, okay, this is, the this is a bad decision. Let's just get the hell out of here. Uh, but uh, there were great stories of uh, our, our costume designer my first year. Uh, you, know, you have Indians and you have the Frontiersmen. Uh, and at the base of the mountains where all the sheds are and everything, our costume shop, uh, and where everyone's uh, living. And we have a beautiful, huge campfire. And uh, the costume designer came down. Uh, the show had just started, and she saw a, a frontiersman sitting at the uh, campfire. And she's like, oh, Jesus. And she came up behind and was like, hey, you're supposed to be on stage, and put her hand on, her, on his shoulder, and her hand went right through. And oh. she took off and never came back again. Oh, wow. <laughs> Lost our costume designer. The, the activity at that site, was it associated with proximity to that tribe, or do you think there were like some, some people buried there? Or uh, how, what do you think? It's definitely all Shawnee. Yeah. It's definitely all that tribe. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the mountain where they hung their dead from. Wow. So there has to be an echo or something, something uh, left over from that. Uh, but yeah, Chicago Indian stuff is oof, yeah. It, the, the stuff I, it, last year, same thing. He got freaked out last year too. <laughs> Man, I was pretty loaded. <laughs> <laughs> On whiskey business. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> if you had a choice, given all the experiences that you've had over yeah. the years, starting from childhood up to adult age. Um, are there times where, let's, let's call it a gift, okay? So my grandmother called let's it. Let's call it a gift for right now, all right? She called it the Irish gift. The Irish gift. Hmm. Are, you, are you glad you have the gift, or yeah. would you rather not have the gift? Uh, there are times when it happens where I, I was like, shit, I don't want this. You don't want it. Uh, there was, uh, my buddy Ian James uh, moved into this uh, mansion on Broad that they were completely redoing. And uh, my br older brother was down, and he knew Ian. We all grew up together in Athens. Uh, and we went over to the house while they were doing the work on it. This is a gorgeous old 1900s mansion on Broad. Uh, it's unbelievable. And I walked into there, and I was like, fuck. They're pissed. The spirits are pissed. And I would walk into other rooms, and I would be like, and it's, again, it's like, Flipping through a, a picture, a, a photo album, mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh, I know what happened in here. I know what happened. I know what happened in here. I know what happened in here." And it gets really overwhelming. And then he wanted us to go in the basement, and I was like, "I, I can't go into the basement." I was with my brother, yeah. and I was like, "I got to get out of here." I, I, I just had this feeling. I was like, "I got to get out. I got to get out." Well, that's why I'm asking you. I got if, out. if you had a choice, would you rather have it or not have it? Because it seems emotionally that that would be a huge burden. Yeah. To have carried throughout basically your entire life. What? I mean, we have enough trouble as everyday people carrying the troubles and woes of the people that are alive yeah. and we care about, let alone having the burden of, you know, the dead. It gives me confidence that there's something on the other side, that this isn't the end, that there's something there. 
Uh, but, are, but, but but there is something on the other side. But are the people that you're coming in contact with are they truly on the other side? Uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. No, I think some of them no, some of them yes. The helpful ones, yes. The helpful ones, yes, are coming from the, the other, other side. The other ones are, are, I think, confused and, and need help and, and are struggling. Yeah. And do you feel? And I don't mean to make you sound self-important or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but do you feel that? You mentioned earlier you know, that you are the one that's supposed to show them it's light. The and, sixth sense and, thing. And, and have you have you done anything in in your own way to to say uh, yeah, dude, that go, go that way. <laughs> yeah. you, you you went about three blocks too far. Yeah. <laughs> you make a left on that patch. Yeah. You make, okay. okay, two blocks down is purgatory. Don't go there. Don't if go you there. keep walking and then hang a left, there's the light. Go down that corridor. And then when you get there, when it gets really, really bright, keep going, dude. Keep going. Don't stop. It's all right. I mean, do you ever feel that? Do you feel that you've been selected to, to do that? And have you done that? Yes. Uh, I met uh, during uh, shit. Uh, the Divine Sister. Uh, I'm brain farting her name because we've had whiskey. Uh, but she... I. I told her about what I had experienced in my life and she was like, oh, well, you're fine. Uh, you just need uh, you just need to connect with St. Michael. St. Michael, the protector, is St. Michael, the one who helps with spirits. Uh, so she gave me this, it wasn't really a prayer. Uh, it was a, what's it? I don't. Invocation. But it was something to, to say every day. Uh, and do you say it every and day? And I do say it every day. And that has helped. Uh, so basically, you're 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 kind of, for lack of a better description, pawning it off on Saint Michael to say to do the heavy lifting because <laughs> because that's what he's that's what he does and that's you what know, he does. It, but it, I also it, tell him to protect me from the evil spirits. Yeah, uh, those are the bad ones. And do you uh, feel protected from the evil yeah, spirits? Yes. Are you now? Yes. Are you uh, I was raised Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. yeah. Saint Michael's yeah. he's a badass. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Chicago, we went to Saint Michael, well, and there's yes. there's a statue of him. Driving a sword through the demon's head. Yeah. 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 This right here. I have an Ankh, I have a crucifix, and I have Moldavite. That's a father, son, the Holy Spirit. Okay. Uh, and I feel the Moldavite uh, definitely protects uh, all of us. But it. you're still it concerned protects. about the evil. Yeah. Uh, and back to... Yeah, come the, back to that. I'm going... Oh, yeah, careful. <laughs> I just knocked my mic over. Uh, come back, back to the to, evil. Uh, the evil uh, that was in that house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was saying, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Got out of there, and I. Uh, this was July. Uh, my brother and his family were coming down. We were visiting, and we went to the house. Uh, but as soon as I got out of the house, I developed a fever of like 100, 102, almost 103, which is ridiculous in the fucking summer. Right. Right. And but all I could see was this demon. Uh, what I, was like? Like, I was like. Uh, did you ever see uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? Sure. Yeah. The almost the potato sack guy. Yeah. yeah. That's the closest thing I can compare. Okay. To. Uh, just for those who just, you know who, yeah. are, who if can, you need a visual, you need a visual. That's the Tim closest thing yeah. I can come to. Uh, and I felt that I was like, "Fuck, this thing followed me home. It followed me out of that house, and it's followed me home, and now it's fucking with me. I was throwing up." I couldn't do anything. And uh, I had read somewhere that if this happens to you, draw a picture of it, 
burn it and uh, sand our father. And I did it. And the second I fucking did it, the fever broke and it went away. Hmm. That was a shitty one. Uh, no, what was that? I keep that, fucking hitting my. What was a shitty one? That one. Oh, that was a shitty. That was a shitty experience. Yeah. Shitty experience. I thought you meant that was like a uh, shitty ending to the story. I go, no, that's pretty. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. That's pretty <laughs> compelling. Yeah, in yeah. Chicago, <laughs> uh, we would. Uh, I had a comedy group in Chicago, uh, and we performed all around the city. But our main place in performing was at Excalibur. Excalibur was this old castle uh, that has uh, been around since the 1800s. And in the 1905, 1906, a ferry tipped over in the Chicago River and like 800 people drowned. And they used this place as a mortuary. Oh. Uh, But now it's this huge nightclub. Uh, I know you're talking about downtown by the uh, post office. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So there are hundreds of stories of people picking up girls or talking to people that that suddenly disappear. Uh, but we used to perform there. Uh, and upstairs, all the way up in the attic, uh, was where we would rehearse. And I, I, I was the head of the group, so I'd always get there first, and you'd get there and just like, son of a bitch. You could tell people were watching you. They're all staring at you. They're all watching you. Uh, but I would relay these stories in Chicago, and these other waitstaff people would be like, well, my house is haunted. Can you come over and look? Yeah. And they'll be like, okay, yeah, well. Uh, you can make so, a career out of that. Well, that'll be $20. Be a sideline. Yeah. So I go over to my that. buddy yeah. Michael's house. I mean, your stories, i got to be honest with you, your stories tonight are better than the shit I see on <laughs> on, on Ghost uh, Hunters yeah. or, or, AMC or, 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 or any or other stuff that <laughs> I see, you know, them touting, you know, with their with their devices and their machines. And, oh, I'm getting a lot of, oh, it's pinging. <laughs> it's pinging over here to the right. A lot of OMs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. OBMs or what they call them. I'm like, picking up know. orbs in my Yeah, orbs. Yeah. Yeah. Take a picture. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take a photo of you. So way you better. Orbs. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's good. Uh, but uh, so my friend Michael asked me to come over because he said my dog acts really weird. Uh, especially well, outside. I've heard that animals pick, uh, definitely pick up on, yeah. on the dead. And he was like, can you come over? I was like, yeah. So I came over, and I'm walking around his house, and I'm drawn to the backyard. There's this one tree in the backyard. And I was like, you know, I don't know why it is, uh, but it feels like someone was uh, and mob-related. Fucking Chicago. Uh, I was like, <laughs> it feels mob, and it feels like he was buried back here, and it's before this tree was... Uh, it's when this tree was really young. Uh, he was like, Jesus Christ, I, my dog comes out here and won't go near the tree. It's always freaked out. It's always freaked out. It I was like, like, well, yeah, what dog won't guess, be on a tree? Yeah, I was like, all right, well, it, it's my guess that uh, somebody's buried out there uh, in your little backyard. Uh, and he, he's really unhappy about it. And so we came back in, and over his fireplace, he's got this beautiful, it's bigger than that poster, your Cotton Club poster, of uh, Jimi Hendrix. It's a fucking awesome picture. Uh, hanging over his fireplace. Uh, and I'm walking out, and I'm like, well, uh, if you really want me to come back, I'll come back, but unless the ghosts don't want me here. As soon as I said that, this beautiful picture of his, I watched it happen lifted straight off the wall, and then dropped and shattered on the floor. And I looked at him, and I was like, that's a no, that's see a ya. That's a no, see ya. <laughs> They've spoken. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, leaving him. And does your friend friend ever thought maybe to take it a step further if there is something buried under the tree to actually get in there and possibly... He moved down a month later. Oh, really? He didn't want anything to do with it? No. Uh, uh, Another apartment in Chicago, my uh, brother and his girlfriend were living in, and their bathroom was just... Horrid. The bathroom. The bathroom was oh, horrid. On, the bathroom. I know the bathroom. I know your kids have a, get scared when they go to take a poop, but mm. the bathroom that should be, should you be know, the, the bathroom should be a, a safe haven. Well, it should be. Have you <laughs> ever no, seen the, the Shining? Come on. Yeah. Well, all right. I I blame the man's diet. <laughs> so I would. Uh, I poop with the lights this. on at night. By the way, I poop with the lights on. So do I. Uh, so for the record, the lights on. The lights on. Hear that, or my, uh, That's it. That should have been the name of this podcast. Yeah, I poop with the lights on. Poop with the lights on. Just named it. Poop with the lights on. So they had this little angel. <laughs> no, that was on the that hung over their Write it down. Uh, their mirror in the bathroom, and it's uh, it, no matter how many times they would turn it, uh, and it's leaning against the mirror. So the wind can't blow it and push it. It's always turned Flipped. the other way. Flipped. So the evil's Flipped. flipping it. Yeah, the evil's flipping it. So I came in, and I was like, well, that's bullshit. And I flipped it back the other way and left. <laughs> and the next morning, uh, they're watching TV, and their TV goes out. Yeah. And then the face of this mm-hmm. African-American woman comes onto their screen and she's just crying. And I was like, it, they called me and they're like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> we got some African, our TV's not working. Well, all we see is this, this African American woman crying on our TV. I was like, oh, that's the prostitute that was murdered there. Don't know why I said it, but I said you, it. You said it out loud. You, yeah, I was like, oh, it was the prostitute that murdered there. And she, they were like, oh, fuck. That landlord told us that when we moved in. We never told you that. Holy shit. Oh, man. So, <laughs> and did they move out a month later? They moved out a week later. <laughs> they came and lived with us until they found a different spot. You're responsible for homeless people I in Chicago. You got, so, you got a lot of, you're responsible for a lot of people breaking their lease. <laughs> <No shit. laughs> for good reason. Oh, so we had, a, we had a uh, family reunion town in Missouri. Whole family. Even the divorce, everyone came together. It was a beautiful thing. Uh, and we had these two houses. And I could not sleep. Uh, I was like, God, I'm being inundated. These people keep walking up to me while I'm trying to sleep. The next day we go out and we're tubing on the lake. There's just huge houses all around this lake. We're tubing on the lake. I go out once. And all I can think is, Jesus Christ, there's arms grabbing at me. There's arms grabbing at my legs. And I got done tubing. I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, I'll just be the spotter for the rest of it. Oh, uh, that night, I'd go to sleep. And there's, you know, the lovely rock stairs that come up from a lake, you know, because you can park your boat on the bottom. There's a line of people coming up out of the lake and coming up to talk to me. And all of them are going, my, my house is wet. My house is wet. I have a wet house. And I was like, God damn it. What the fuck is that? What is this? Didn't say anything to anybody. 
month later, I'm telling my sister, it's like, hey, yeah, that was so great. We need to go back to that. I was like, you know what? I'm not going. I, I can't go back <laughs> there. No. And I told her the story. And she's like, Off are the you list. fucking kidding me? She's like, Ralph, in 1910, there was a... There was a... Uh, what? There... Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! my God! Oh, no, what? 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 Yee, yee, yee. Jesus. So in 1910, wow. there was a... Did you know that? No! You fucking kidding me. I'm no! Fucking, I'm outing. No. I'm fucking I'm outing. I'm going to talk about 1910. I've never heard this story before. All right, finish, so, finish the story. 1910. So in 1910, uh, they moved... Uh, the, <laughs> there, was, there was a whole town... The whole town was down in this valley where the lake was. The, uh, they moved everybody out. And they filled, uh, it's a, they made it into a man-made lake, uh, mm. burying this whole town. But they did not move the graveyard. Uh-huh. Oh, so man. months later, coffins were popping up. Oh, yeah. Uh, bet, and she yeah. was like, oh, shit, uh-huh. guess that's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was all these fucking poor souls oh. coming up going, my house is wet. My house is wet. Before I, I start to wrap up, is there anything else... That, that that you might have had prepared in your mind that you wanted to share before Apple we Valley. Apple Valley. <clears throat> Apple Valley in Mount Vernon. Right. Uh, Patty's dad built this house at the top of this hill. Uh, it was a tea house. Uh, it looked like a big letter T. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would go there for summers. Uh, when we moved back there from Chicago, uh, moved from Chicago, that, that that's where we lived. It was rent-free. Uh, you know, but we're shut ton away from Columbus and stuff. Sure. We we're like, it's rent free. We got to do it. Uh, that place was one of the most haunted places I've ever been in. Because uh, it was the, it was their house. Uh, Shawnee would believe that all the spirits and everything rises to the top of the mountain. So if you're at a peak of the mountain, it's like the peak of power. Uh, and I think they all converged on this spot. Uh, every night... At 3.33, I would wake up and would walk out to go to, to take a piss. Uh, and you would hear, it's like a cocktail party going on in the living room. And I was like, shit, I got to be the only one hearing this. Okay, fine. My wife heard it. Uh, she would come into the house and it's like, somebody left the radio or the TV on or something. And she, as soon as she would step into the room, it would stop. Uh, I was... My wife and my daughter were down at uh, her parents, and it was me and the cats sitting in the living room in the middle of the night. I'm playing video games, and we we would always hear above us in the in the attic above us boxes moving, being pushed across the floor. And I would look at my and I'm sitting there with my two cats, and they're just looking left and right and following it. And I looked at my cats and I said, "Don't worry." It's nothing. As soon as I said that, boom! It's like someone took two giant fists and hit the house. The whole house shook. And I was like, okay, that's it. We're gone. Uh, and went into the bedroom. Bedroom was the only safe place. Why? That, Why? Why? That was there because at, at night, the living room and the kitchen were theirs. They that were was party. it. So uh, we had just moved in. All this shit is happening. And my sister-in-law comes to spend the night, and uh, or she's spending the week. Uh, 
she was downstairs. We had a little, I had a bar and a computer in my stereo downstairs. There's just one room. There's a bathroom and the laundry room. She was sleeping downstairs. We came out the morning and she was upstairs sleeping on the uncomfortable couch. I'm like, what are you doing? I don't want to talk about it. She's from Kentucky. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? I don't want to talk about it. I don't know what's going on in this house, but it's all fucked up. It's all <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Took her 20 years to finally tell me what happened. what happened. And it was, she was lying there sleeping, and a, a man walked in and stood over her, and she thought it was me at first. She was like, Raph, what are you doing? I'm sleeping. <laughs> and he went and went for her throat no and he she jumped up and shot upstairs but yeah she was so freaked out again every year every christmas when we would get together it was like come on tell me what happened in apple valley why she wait well, why why now why she tell you now the shit why'd she wait her? why'd she wait so long why what possessed her to finally tell you i really pressed her and i told her more stories about mount vernon okay. and what i experienced right. and she was so, like okay well this, i'll tell you but don't is, tell the kids it's a safe <laughs> it's a safe place now yeah. you're telling me stories i can wow. tell you this yeah. one now. okay yeah. all right fair enough okay yeah. this is from the audience john osbeck asks um have you ever want to co- contact someone a relative has anybody have you ever been able to have i ever tried no so you haven't uh, done a seance or anything like no, that? No, no. I you think believe in seances? Yes, and I think it's bullshit. Uh, What's bullshit? Seances, Our uh, bullshit? Ouija boards, the door swings both ways. You never know what's coming out the other so way. So do you believe the seances are legitimate, that they can open a door, and yep. the Ouija boards can open? I mean, Ouija board Ouija board was a, it's a Milton, they, uh, the same people that made Monopoly, for crying out loud. Are you, are you saying not to fuck with it? But I'm no saying brain. not to fuck with it, yeah. Yeah, don't fuck with it because the door swings both ways. You never, yeah, yeah, you may connect with someone, but you never know what you're letting out. Okay. Do you ever go to find quote unquote famous <laughs> spots or famous nope. ghosts? No, it doesn't look I like, do not it, seek it, it out. I don't, yeah. think he, no. I don't think he needs to seek it out. No, I stay away from those places. Two questions. One's a little light, and one's one's kind of like concerning, or or, or at least it pops into my head as concerning. One. Um, let's go. You're an actor, right? All right. Let's go with with movies and television. Since you have, and we'll go back to calling it a gift. Would you ever welcome? You know, because you said that some of them have spoken to you, and you've heard snippets of conversation, a question, your right. name, a yes. statement. Would you ever welcome a friendly spirit that you could actually sit and talk to, like we're talking tonight? Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Would you welcome a cool ghost that, like, you know, that? And if so, drink martinis. Yeah, and, yeah. And if so, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, the, there was an old TV show when I was growing up called The Ghost and Mrs. Muir. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you I know, and uh, and and it was this this very you know, elegant, you know, charming uh, ghost that you know that uh, uh, the audience thought she was falling in love with, but he was right. dead and so forth and so on. So would you welcome somebody like that? For example, we talk about William being in this house. Uh, you know, do I believe that this place has a spirit? Eh. But would I welcome the opportunity to actually William show up and sit down and tell me about this place that was built in 1934? Yeah. I hope he likes whiskey. Huh? I hope he likes whiskey. Well, well, the person that... uh, (laughs) I I go back, we go way back in the the, the podcast archives, but supposedly um, uh, William likes... 
he, he would only show up when when things were not lively here. Right. You know, when it was he, he enjoyed having people He's in the a house. Socialite. Yeah. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. he enjoyed having people in the house and that's he would start to show himself when, when there weren't people here in periods of time. Right. Well, now we're here, you know, we've been doing this the podcast out of my house now here for the last two years it seems like almost but uh, so there's always you know something going on here yeah. so maybe that's why he hasn't showed himself but we, you would welcome that right oh, you would, yeah yeah, yeah. You'd, be, you'd be good with that yeah. a nice friendly one yes mm-hmm. well like yes. the, like uh when you're doing the thing and they would just put like little goofy uh trinkets in your bed like that's yeah that was uh, a playful, girl. playful that was yeah my second year uh tecumseh when i understudied tecumseh i will tell you this all right, I'll tell you this, uh, which I never said to anybody. Uh, I would uh, go up and stand, and my first time doing Tecumseh, I went up to stage left, and I stood up there and meditated for a little bit before the show, and I'm playing Tecumseh for the first time, and I was like, look, any of you spirits who want to come and ride along while I do this, you can, but I'm in control. Did that show. I have no memory of that show. My mother was at that show. And when Tecumseh dies at the end, uh, they lift him up and they carry him off. And there's Nakuda Fanway on Dawa, Tecumseh, blah, 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 and this whole thing that Graham Greene was reading. Uh, as soon as that happened, there was this a shooting stars. A meteor shower suddenly wow. started. And my mother... And the audience were like, huh? you heard this, oh, oh. How did they do that? Oh, my God. And, and, <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. And uh, No, I'm, I'm dead. And all I'm thinking is, don't drop me, fuckos. Don't drop me. Uh, going out. And, yeah, when, nice. at, at the end, all these people were crying. They were like, the meteor shower at the end. You didn't see oh. that? And I was like, no, but mm-hmm. cool. Uh, mm-hmm. And they were, again, very you protective. You, you think that's connected? I think that's connected, uh, yes. And so oh, yeah. every day, every performance, I, after that, I would go up to the stage up and say, hey, any of you guys want to ride along? You ride along, but I'm in control. They uh, respected that. And they respected that, yeah. Last question. Hi. Everything that's gone on in your life with all of this, yeah. has it passed on to your kids? Uh, let's see. Uh, my sister has the Irish gift. Um your children, my children. Have they, that have, I don't. They have not said anything. But if, if it, and how did, old are your kids right now? Uh, Jesse's twenty-three. Okay, uh, so Jake is fifteen. You would have heard, heard something by now. Yeah, but Nicole's uh, daughter, uh, Sydney, when uh, her, when Nicole's husband's father died, she would sit. Uh, they would hear her in the uh, on the baby monitor. And she would be talking to him after he had died. Mm-hmm. And they would come in and say, like, what are you doing? Talking to Grandpa. The reason I ask that is because I, while I have never, never seen anything or experienced, my but, daughter claims to have seen and experienced things in this house. He's seeing uh, an old man at the foot of my bed. Right. You know, and for just a second. And once again, a clear image, much like you say. Yeah. And then, and then immediately gone. Um, you know, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, you know, I'm somewhat cynical, sure. but when I sit across from a good friend like you, who's experienced this all his entire life, you know, and, and 
honestly, sincerely believes that he's experienced. You know, it, there's too many. It gives pause to... for thought to say, okay, sure, maybe there has to be other things out there that go unexplained, and then we have no uh, control of. I'm not saying I don't believe in ghosts, but I can. Exp- I feel like I can explain a lot of some of the everyday common things that may have right. happened. But your stories, eh, I can't explain a lot of those away. I'll tell you one other one. Uh, and this was in Chicago, and since you're Greek, it would be a nice one to finish up on. Uh, Mrs. Apostle, uh, when uh, Patty and I got married, uh, she went down into that basement, and she came up with these, a set of 12 uh, martini glasses that she got at her wedding. Okay. And she never took out of the box. And she was like, I want you to have these. And I was like, my God, it's in the original box. I was like, these are antiques. I was like, I can't take this. She was like, no, you take it. You take. You have to do it. You have to do it. I love you. You take me. And I, I would take her to the store all the time. I would take care of her. And you were good to her. her yeah, and her, brother, her son, uh, Peter Apassel, uh was a lawyer in Chicago. And he was always really cool. And he was like, hey, Ralph, uh, Maybe this month uh, you don't pay rent. What do you think? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, like, you just yeah, yeah. Keep taking them out of the store for me. Uh, like, you got it. I got you. Uh, so she Your rent us, is worth, worth it. Yes. Yeah. So she gave us this set of 12 uh, martini glasses, and we were like, oh, man, this is wicked. Look at these. These are beautiful. And so we put them up in a, this glass cupboard that we had, this old you know, glass cupboard. Sure. Uh, and we had them all stacked up there. And uh, when she had given it to us, she was like, I never opened this. I'm sure my husband would be very upset if I gave this to you, but he's been gone a long time, so you take them, you take. I was like, okay, we take, we take. Uh, we come back from our uh, honeymoon. <laughs> no way. I... And we, uh, we're in the kitchen cooking, and suddenly we hear, Ksh! We're like, what the hell is it? Jesus. We go over to the cupboard, which is latched and closed, is opened. All, All the, glasses the glasses have fallen out and broken, except for two. Mm. Except for two, mm. which apparently is Patty's and mine. He must have gotten pissed. Patty's and mine, or uh, or his, his and, and hers. Yeah, that's Russell. a great point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, maybe that's it. Uh, but yeah, and we still have those martini glasses. It's a better story if it was his and hers. His and hers. Well, either way, I'll go with that. Either way, awesome. but I didn't even think about the that. Fact Patty that they and had I thought some, it was presence like, of mind to to smash ten but leave two. Yes, it doesn't matter. And all, yeah, again, they all fell on the floor. All of them smashed except for two. Wow. Were the two standing in the cabinet? Or no, they're on the, they're on the, the ground. floor. On the wow. floor. Two that didn't that didn't the two crash. That didn't and all of them break. Everything and else all of them shattered. technically crashing down to the floor with the same amount of speed and velocity. They all should have crashed. <laughs> Let's go to the tape. <laughs> in a perfectly poured martini. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm. Uh, uh, Spiritually exhausted. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Yes. This is a good podcast, guys. <laughs> well, finally. Wow, what the hell? It only took, Sorry, Travis. It only took 106 bottles, <laughs> but we finally got one. Um, Your stride now. Our guest has been 
Ralph Scott, who, like I said, if you get an opportunity to see Ralph on stage or on screen anywhere, do yourself a favor and check him out. He is truly, and I mean this sincerely, I'm not the, you, you're one of the one of the best at what he does out there, in, right here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, and uh, our guest bottle has been eerily enough nice to your story. Yeah, you knew oh, that. You I did not know that. You did not know that. Why would I know that? There's you no way. He wouldn't let me say anything I when would, I came in. I did in. not do any pre-interview with him. I never I do any before he got no. here. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard that story before. I, no, I've no, not, no, dude, not. Dude. I call shenanigans. Uh, you know. I call shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans. Ghostly shenanigans. You know. You know I okay. never have more than. All right. You I'm, know I don't do any pre-interviews with him. No. Look at his notes. There's nothing that says 1910 All right. That Point made. You're right. I don't do any <laughs> pre-interview. I, I have three that's, questions. That's, that's the, uh, I have three very that's basic the smoking gun right there. Do you know doing on this podcast <laughs> that I ask any guests, and I go from there. And that's yeah, an, uh, you know, and, and with you, I didn't even have three. <laughs> I had one to one start to start it off with because I knew we'd be off and, and running to the, all right. Okay, to, Oops, the, to, to the to the to the races all as right. it were. Anyway. Guest bottle, <laughs> Old Forester, 1910. Uh, we've thoroughly enjoyed it. And, yes, uh, this will be gone before the the podcast is all over. <laughs> um, it's very good. We need to remind you of a couple of things before we go. Number one, um, our offshoot podcast, The the Premise. The Premise is back on the upfront stage at Shadowbox second, Live right? on October the 22nd. Tickets are available right. as we speak. Great lineup. Jeff Gage, Mike Larson competing, and Bobby Dodds will be our guest comic and panelist. Looking forward to that. Also, in respects to the social medias, Greg Hansberry. Well, and on social media, most likely, we'll probably give away a pair or two of tickets yeah, to so the be premise. Looking yes. be looking for that. Look, look on Facebook. We'll probably do a contest for a couple of tickets, so uh, look out for that. Yeah. That's um, eight o'clock, isn't it? Eight o'clock, yeah. Yeah, doors open at six thirty, guys. I don't have anything awesome. going on. Um, uh, <laughs> I just put it good, into my phone. I kind of need you. There. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> so this past Monday was uh, let's see, uh, international uh, podcast, international, podca- international uh, podcast day, and uh, Channel 10, uh, 10 TV here in Columbus did a little uh, spiel on the uh, yeah. whiskey business. Yes, they did. They so did. I saw that. Yeah. If you check the uh, social medias on well Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, you can watch that piece. It's a very nice piece uh, very nice. about Thank whiskey you. business. You, but I'm just on the podcast culture in general, so that's kind of a, a, a tip of the cat to the yeah. thing. Yep. Um, but we ask you to rate and review us. We're, we've got a lot of five-star ratings. Like We are officially a five-star reviewed podcast, but we don't have a lot of reviews. So if you could go in there when you rate us, review, you know, just put what you like, what you don't like. You know we're we're okay for we're some okay constructive criticism. Right. read a one star review a while back, <laughs> but that helps my heart. It helps propagate <laughs> the website. Uh, Whiskey business, of course, on YouTube. Whiskey business mm-hmm. with Dino Tripodis. Uh, a lot of fun stuff on the video there. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, whiskeybusinessshow.com. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff, especially with this last podcast with Travis. We got a lot of links to Travis's. He, he had so many things going on. A lot yeah, of great stuff. A lot of great raccoon, stuff that, killer raccoons, too. too. You know, yeah. if, you ever, if you ever want to know the trailer. Which, but, that's so a very talented too. young man right there. Huh? He's a talented young man. Yeah, Travis was a great, was a great yeah. podcast. And this, Ralph Scott, has been a great podcast. Thank you. Other. Thank you, first of all. For I, I I know you've been reluctant to do this. Yes, and I and, and I I'm told, sure there's going to be some comments going. He's crazy. No, I, I, I mentioned that earlier. But you know what? No, man. Thank you for being bold enough to come out and be honest and sincere about what it is. Uh, I I don't understand it, and just because I don't understand it doesn't mean I'm going to dismiss it. 
but I'm I'm going I'm always going to investigate it because that's my nature to and I'm not going to try to disprove anything you said, mm-hmm. but I'm fascinated. So I, I you know I'm, I'm fascinated by the things that I don't completely understand and can't explain. But there's a part of me that always wants to find an explanation. But you know what? The most beautiful thing is is that it's almost like we've come full circle. The first movie I ever did oh, and the God. first movie yeah. you ever did yeah. was a supernatural movie and and not released they're working on it they're not if if there are any good spirits out there they will not release that movie <laughs> the only good spirits is in this room there you go there are some good spirits yes. old forcer oh, old so, uh, many thanks to uh, Ralph Scott for being our guest this evening thank you brother uh, Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production once again produced on the audio side by the always Cheers. creeped out Greg Hansberry I love Cheers. this I love the spiritual shit <laughs> he, love, he gets scary and uh, uh, so, what did you mention earlier you watch a 21 year old still go to the bathroom the always creepy I John Whitney I joke it's a joke. It's a joke. I'm joking. <laughs> no, John Whitney on the YouTube side of things, uh, making this uh, something for you guys to I watch on a regular basis. <laughs> no, that came out. That came out really naturally. Like, doesn't everybody? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, our thanks to the guest bottle of Forster 1910. And so, as I close most of these on a regular basis, until the next bottle. See ya. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. 
Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.